And so today, what I want to talk to you about is your end of year checklist and the six things specifically that I really want to see you dial in on so that next year becomes the best year you've ever had in business. Welcome to the No BS Business School podcast, the show where powerhouse women learn how to sell differently, ditch pro marketing, and build financially lucrative businesses. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After spending over 20 years in the charity world, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Let's get started. Hey, you, and welcome to a really special episode of No BS Business School. Today is actually a two-parter. I want to talk to you about your end-of-year checklist, but I also didn't want to give this in one episode, so it was completely overwhelming, and you would never actually take action on anything that I was talking about. Because I don't know about you, but right now, the end of year is coming. I am ready for the break. But my mind still is in 2024, and I'm thinking about all the things I need to be doing now to get ready to have a really great year, but I don't want a lot of things added to my plate. I would like someone just to tell me, this is what you need to focus on, Jan. And since I am the person who says, this is what you need to focus on, Jan, I thought I would talk to you about what I'm focusing on so it might help you know where to put your efforts as well. There's a lot of marketing message that's thrown around to women at the end of the year. And the message I keep seeing coming out is, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself You don't really need to do any business planning. It's okay to walk into next year and just figure it out as you go. I agree with the don't put a lot of pressure on yourself, but that's about where my similarities perhaps in the messaging ends. Whether you're new to the podcast or you've been listening to the show for a long time, you will know 100% that if you listen to me, I'm going to be talking about business planning at some point and how incredibly important it is. And that is not going to be any different on this episode. But I want to simplify business planning for you. So when you're sitting down and you're starting to get ready for 2024, you know exactly where to focus to see changes happen in the business. One of the biggest changes that's going to be happening for me and my business next year is that I'm really, really getting pretty lightning focused on the messy middle of business and helping women who are stuck in it get out of it. And if you're not 100% sure what the messy middle of business means, head back to episode 225 because I talked about it there and really dove into helping be able to identify if you're stuck in this stage. And in episode 224, I did a complete episode on the business success timeline, which walks you through the five stages that every single person is going to go through growing a business and the pain points, the challenges, and the things you need to focus on in each stage to move forward including talking a lot about the messy middle yet again. And the reason why I become so passionate about this phase of business development is because of how incredibly important it is. Right now, we are living in a world where only 12% of women ever make it to six figures in their business. And that is shameful. It has nothing to do with your ability. It has nothing to do with your ideas. It has nothing to do with your drive. The reason why so many women can't get into the six-figure zone or beyond it is because they get caught in the messy middle. And the reason for getting caught 
is because there's a massive information gap for women growing businesses between the startup chaos and the smooth sailing we're all trying to get to. And that big vortex in between those two stages of business is the mess. And it's where most people get stuck is where most women quit their businesses. And it's what I want to change. I want to see more women get out of here and get into that six-figure zone so we can do bigger things in the business, do bigger things for our families, and do bigger things for ourselves. And specifically how I'm helping is with my new program, Intentional Action Academy, which is a business planning system for female entrepreneurs to provide you with the clarity you need on what to focus on in your day-to-day operations so you can increase your revenue, your productivity, and your impact. And this is not another generic course, I promise you that. This isn't about marketing or creating another course or another membership. I'm certainly not talking about reels within it. This is old school proven business systems created by a proven business expert. Hi there. To help you gain the confidence and the know-how to run your business successfully in the day-to-day. And so today, what I want to talk to you about is your end of year checklist and the six things specifically that I really want to see you dial in on so that next year becomes the best year you've ever had in business. And like I said, this is going to be a two-parter. So in this episode, number 228, I'm going to be covering three of those things. And then if you flip over to episode 229, you can catch the second half there. Okay, let's dive in. When you're sitting down right now or over the break, or heck, even if you do this in January or February, here's where I want you to focus. Number one, I want you to review your past 365 days in your business. If you're determined to set yourself up for a really good year, it really doesn't actually matter when you do this. So I'm going to be really clear about that. If you're listening to this outside of when it was released and it's July when you happen to hear this episode, you can still do this now. The when is less important than the what here. And what you want to be doing is working through a full business audit that's giving you a 365-day view of what's worked in your business and what's not. So you can start making really clear intentional decisions to redesign your business to be more effective moving forward. And this is where you're going to dive into some numbers. You're going to look back at your revenue. You're going to look back at your expenses. You're going to get honest about your profit margin. You're going to look at your statistics when it comes to publishing your social media, your long-form content, your email marketing, and you're also going to have an honest conversation with yourself about how you have felt about the last 365 in your business. Have you enjoyed it? Has it been hard? What did you do that you didn't want to do? What did you do that you wish you could do more of? The more clarity we get around our business and ourselves as business owners, the more effective we can be moving forward. And truly, nobody does enough of this. Business planning is always done backwards. It's always talked about dream big and put your goals down on paper. But nobody ever stops and says, hang on, let's pump the brakes for a second and look back at what we just accomplished and figure out how we're feeling about it and what the data is saying about it before we start doing that big dreaming. Because we can dream all we want, but if there's no purpose behind the dream, it really doesn't matter. So once you've done your review, the next thing I want you to do is to jump into clarifying what you want your next 365 days in your business to look like. 
you'll go through what you pulled out from the past year and start retweaking it for the coming year. Now it's time to dream with intention and a purpose. What's your vision for the end of this year coming up for you? What do you want to accomplish? How do you want to impact people's lives? How do you want to impact your own life? How much money do you want to make? What boundaries are you going to put in place to protect yourself from things that didn't go well last year? The goal setting you do when you start clarifying your vision and your mission becomes goal setting that's much easier to achieve than when you just kind of randomly guess at something and hope that you're going to hit it. I want this to be the year for you of zero hope marketing. Ask yourself some questions like what you're most proud of personally over the last 365 and also professionally. Celebrate yourself, celebrate what you accomplished, and then figure out how you can get more of that, that feeling of joy and satisfaction personally and professionally into your planning for the upcoming year. One of the other things that I would invite you to think about is the commitment that you're going to make to yourself as an entrepreneur and developing your own skills in 2024 to take things to the next level. When you're doing your planning, make sure you include in your budget money that you can put back into yourself. It doesn't need to be a lot of money, but make some smart investments into your own acumen in the coming year. What courses can you take to grow your revenue? What trainings will help you fill in gaps in your knowledge? What books and podcasts will you consume? And a big thing I really would love to see you do is start to cull your feed on Instagram when it comes to influencers and educators. Make a list instead of people that actually you deeply admire and not people who make you feel insecure or bad about yourself or people you think you have to follow because you were told you need to follow them because you're in the online space. Instead, fill your feed with inspiration and education and support that's meaningful to you. And that includes following other business owners, either in your niche or beyond, that you admire and you'd like to emulate. We all have people that we look at and what they've done in their business and we're like, oh, one day I'm going to get there too. So put those people in front of you because they're going to fuel you, they're going to drive you, and you're going to get an awful lot more accomplished listening to them than you are continuing to put things into your feed that don't benefit your heart, your head, or your soul. After you've done that, you've reviewed, you've clarified, now I want you to sit down and start thinking about your positioning. Because if you truly want to stand out in your business, you need to start by understanding what you stand for. And that begins with positioning your brand in the market. How are you going to position yourself against your competition? And how are you going to position yourself in the eyes of your customers? They are two very, very different things. This is one of the modules that's inside of my new program, Intentional Action Academy. And I had a student who client actually, who's actually going through it right now. And she said to me, Jan, I think my brain melted when I did this section and in a really good way, because we don't spend enough time thinking deeply about our business. We get too caught up in the day to day because we have to, like we're all, almost all of us are solopreneurs or we have small teams. So we're still in the business, but making space to think brings change. And it brings clarity and that clarity creates action. And so diving into looking at your position, I feel that's going to be something that's essential and really needs to hit that checklist. Again, whether you do it 
now, next week, January, February, March, June. I don't care. I just want to see you do it. And I'll give you some guidelines of things I want you to look at to help you understand how you can stand out better in your niche as the expert you are. First of all, when was the last time you looked back and wrote down the story of you and your business and how it came to be? Why you started it, what it means to you, milestones you've hit along the way. Have you looked back down the mountain lately? I find this to be a really useful task because of the fact that key indicators will come out of things that you do or you've done or you continue to do that create success for you in your business. Those major milestones that you're hitting, they came from something. So what was the something that got you there? Because when you identify it, you can harness it and repeat it. And that's what business success truly is. It is learning to systematize things that work, removing the things that don't, and then rinse repeating time and time and time again. It is not as sexy as everyone makes it out to be. The sexy part is the money that you end up making. And when you're reviewing your past year and starting to think about the forward, like where you're going moving forward, a question I want you to ask yourself is, what do you want to be known for at the end of the upcoming year? Because that question or the answer to that question should be what guides you in the decisions you make in your day-to-day. If you want to be known for an expert at something, for a particular way you do things, for your expertise, for your frameworks, for the way you treat people, then that needs to become a guiding principle in your actions in your business, in your marketing, in your lead generation, in your sales strategy, and in your stewardship plan. It all connects. And the other piece, if you want to really truly understand how to stand out from your competitors, you need to understand who they are. So this would be a good time to do a deep dive into who do you consider to be a competitor in your market? You don't need to be antagonistic with them. I'm not saying that at all, but we all have competition, even if we're friends with them. And in order for us to be better at our own business, we need to understand their business. So taking some time to do a deep dive into the analytical side of your competitor's business, like their marketing plans, their lead generation strategies their sales systems. It's going to help you find gaps so you can stand out from them and find ways to be the the choice, the alternate choice to what it is that they provide to the audience that you share. And learning to position yourself effectively for your upcoming year in business will also entail you getting very clear on who you serve and your target market. And I don't mean that superficial ICA work that we're all taught to do What color is her hair and what kind of car does she drive? I want you to spend time thinking about what her internal and external motivators are. The people you serve, what makes them tick? This is why people make purchasing decisions. We buy because of emotion. And as a business, when we're able to establish an emotional connection with our audience, we do better business because of it. So think about some of the biggest obstacles that your target market needs to overcome. What are the mistakes that they're making right now? What are the obstacles that you can help them be able to work through? Challenges, pain points, desires. It doesn't need to be life-threatening to be successful in business. Desire, oh my goodness, 
that's a huge motivator when it comes to purchasing things. And then understanding how your audience would feel if the problem that they're facing is solved is a good place to spend some deep thinking. Because that end result that they have for themselves, that view of where their life will be versus where their life is right now, well, that's where you're going to drop your offers right in the middle of it. And you're going to help walk them step by step to cross that giant void to get from confused and overwhelmed and unsure to happy and in charge and fulfilled. And your offer creation that you're doing next year, if you're thinking about introducing anything new or thinking about removing things, the only thing that you should be adding or the the metric I want you to use when it comes to making that decision, I should say it that way, is does what you sell help them get to that end goal? If it doesn't, now's the time to cut it. The more you understand about positioning, the more you're able to create your plan to grow your authority. And it becomes less overwhelming. You feel more confident in your voice, the content you create, how you show up. And people also feel like you're there for them. But that only comes from doing some deep diving into your position. If you felt like you've been putting in all the work over the last year, but you're still not seeing the results in your business, it's most likely because you're missing some of these factors in your business planning. Nothing to do with your expertise, nothing to do with your ability. You just need to put some proven, repeatable systems in place that you can take action on, which is the next three things we're going to talk about to add to your checklist to get ready for next year. So make sure you head over to episode 229, and I'm going to meet you there to finish this off. And while you're thinking about everything you need to do to get ready, remember the goal is to remove, not add. We want to simplify business as much as possible so that the time you're spending working on your business is effective, not just busy work. You get that down, you're going to have one of the best years you've ever had. Make sure you head over to the next episode and join me there, and I'll meet you to talk about the next three things to add to your checklist. And until then, stay resilient, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishfield.co. Stay resilient, and I'll catch you on the next episode.